Welcome to Bass Hits. I'm Garth Haslam, and this is my very vulnerable podcast about the inner workings of my brain and what I do every day to make sure that I move myself forward just a little bit. Thursday report. So I've accomplished a few things that I want to tell you about. Um, First off is... I gotta have, I gotta admit just a little bit how arrogant apparently I am. Um, I have gone up until this day thinking that I could get away without a puff shield. I puff shield is basically a little screen on um, on the front of the microphone, and basically, you know, if you spit at it or if you if you blow a whole bunch of air at it, then it spikes and it uh, sounds awful on the audio. And I'm sure you've heard that if you've listened to some of my previous stuff. So uh, I had originally been of the opinion that, you know, maybe I didn't need that. Maybe somehow I spoke in a way that was uh, less of a problem. The reality is I do need it. And I'm as much of a problem in that category as anybody and it really makes the editing super difficult because you got to go through and everywhere where there's a puff, you've got to fix it. So, uh, and that means basically dropping the volume way down and sometimes I have to drop it twice. And in many of these cases, I have to fix, I don't know, like the one for the day before. I, um, yesterday, I had to probably drop these little spikes in probably 30 places and yeah it's a pain in the butt so puff shield is on today and that's one base hit um another one is that i have you know i i'm still working on my interview with uh with robert snow and i feel like he just didn't get what he deserved from me so I, uh, rather than just let it flow and try to come up with questions as they come and let it be more organic, if you will, um, I want to not lose the opportunity that, that having a friend spend money and time to come here gives me. So I want to do the right kind of questions and, and get the most that I can, both for him and for the listener. So I've uh, used some training that I've recently done, and um, I've come up with a set of questions that I think will uh, cause better interviews, and I'm still working on it and changing it. But for the introduction, for example, I have three questions. Uh, the first one is, what do you do with your downtime, and what does that do for you? Now, for me, for example, that's words with friends, and it basically, um, it's a competition, it's a game which for me is good, and uh, it gives me some zero time. And I had to explain what zero time is to Julie again, especially as it relates to my words with friends. So I think that's a good question. It can help ease the individual into speaking in front of a microphone and just give them a feel and give the listener a feel for who this person is. Then, uh, the next question is, what was the favorite, what was your favorite moment in your life? And I've got to, I've got to add to that that I really don't want to hear about, you know, the obligatory answer, which is, oh, the day my child was born or the day I got married, because yeah, that'll make points with the wife, but that's another category. That was an important day. That, 
your favorite day is, from my point of view, is in another category. And that's the day when you did something that you really wanted to do. You know, for me, maybe it was in high school when I ran for ugly man on campus and I dived in a bucket of, uh, of mud. And in the, well, it wasn't a bucket, it was a garbage can full of mud. I dove in head first. I came out and the whole crowd was just going nuts. I didn't realize that until I got my head out of the mud and I started to be able to hear things. So, um, I want to, I think that teaches a lot more people about the interviewee than, oh, the day I got married, you know, and, and, yeah, everybody expects that. Nobody wants to hear it. So, and then another question that I think is good, what stupid things have done? Have you done in your life? And we've all done stupid stuff. So, I, again, I think that uh, if somebody talks about what stupid things they did, uh, they become more human, more identifiable, more uh, relatable, and um, and that helps. Then I've been talking, I've been going back and forth on the man card. Um, first, I was going to list them, you know, like income, body size, uh, you know, wife and family, how they're doing, uh, your status in the community, how big your house is, those sorts of things. But I'm not going to list those individually in the interview, I don't think. Um, I'm just going to say, how's your man card? And if a man knows that his man card is weak in an area, he doesn't need me to prompt him. He will know. And then we can talk about that one. Family relationship issues. And I really am not sure how best to deal with this one either. But there's like the daddy ATM thing where where it's like, give me money and then go to your corner. Um, the doormat issue, the abuse, you know, sex or lack thereof, or using it as a uh, manipulation tool, or even uh, perhaps worst of all, the uh, the roommate syndrome, where where it's like, you know, we're just working together. You could be my roommate for all I care because there's no more relationship than that. Um, I don't know if I should in the interview list each of those out loud or maybe just uh ask them just check them you know just ask them directly as a kind of a bullet point and, and ask them to identify how many of those that they identify with and then we'll get into the meat of it um tell me about a moment that you're a difficult moment in your life and for robert this was when he said his daughter um, was suicidal and he said that he was sure that he was at fault for it and of course we all are going to blame ourselves when we have a moment like that and if my daughter was suicidal of course I would blame myself whether it was true or not so um, I failed Robert in that category because I didn't respect nor honor nor get him to elaborate on that issue. So I'm going to, I have questions prepared that are like, what did it feel like to you? What do you do to yourself inside? Um, how did you respond? Who did you talk to about it? And of course we know the answer to that is nobody, maybe his wife, but when you can't talk to your wife, who do you talk about it? And yeah, nobody. 
And then that's kind of the key. Uh, how you got through it, and then, and then uh, that golden question, what happened next? So that's the difficult section. That's the meat uh, of of the uh, of the meal, and we're uh, we'll, we'll get through that one. Then I'm going to wrap up by lightening it up and say, who could you have talked to? How did your response serve you? So basically, if he says he dealt with his daughter's suicidal tendencies by going into the garage and working on his car. My question is, how does that serve you? And I think in many cases he'll, uh, you know, a man is going to respond that um, maybe it didn't. I know another individual who, whose son did, he, he was a hard worker, he is a hard worker, did a lot of uh, home inspections. And I understand that his son did commit suicide and so his response to that was to do more home inspections because that's where he could escape that's where he was comfortable that's where he was in control that's where he was succeeding by making money but i think that was an avoid rather than a um, deal with sort of a thing what advice would you give to another man i think that one could be a deep question as well. You know, if somebody else has their son or daughter that was suicidal or did commit suicide or died in a car crash or got ran over or got, you know, cancer or uh, drug, you know, whatever it is, what advice would you give to another man? And I think that one can be can be helpful as well. The next question is one that Julie suggested is, what did you learn from it all? Um, I talked about this one earlier, but if we are given stuff so that we can learn, if we don't learn, then it's reasonable to understand or assume that we're going to be given more stuff until we learn it, because the purpose of this life is to learn and grow, to become I believe that. Finally, how did it serve you to go through that? So I think those are a good set of questions, and I'm still modifying them. You know, I modified them three or four times yesterday. But I think for now, those are a good set of questions. I, I, feel, I feel good about those. So that was a nice little base hit. Uh, then another one is I was talking to uh, my deck builder outside. You know, I gave him the world's toughest deck to build. It's not that big, but it goes around a whole bunch of other stuff. There's uh, there's two. There's a hot tub and a jacuzzi. Not a jacuzzi. A swim spa in the middle. And I just uh, made that deck as difficult as possible because there's nothing square. There's no elevations that are correct. And he's working his butt off in the heat. And man, I'm glad I'm not doing that for a living. But he is a bright sort of a dude. He's, he's on top of his life. And it was interesting because he's got a worker that, uh, you know, he, he, you can tell he's, he probably was a meth head. He's, he's got meth teeth. He's got the gauged ears. You, you could, you could almost put a quarter through the gauge in his ears. Um, 
and he's got a very rough look. But as his worker talks, he's got all the respect in the universe for this dude and high praise. And it's funny because the meth head, um, despite his look, you know, you, you couldn't look more like a meth head. But the way he talks and the the brightness uh, that that he has, you can tell he has moved his life forward. So my debt guy, he says he's also you know done some drugs and a lot of drugs and made some poor choices. So I'm excited to talk to him and uh, see how he got from a place where he was making poor choices to where he is now. Um, because you can tell just by his demeanor, by the way he talks, by the way he looks at you, and the way he speaks. He's happy. And so, yeah, I uh, he was more than happy to talk to me. We're going to be doing that at 2 o'clock today. And I'm, I'm excited about that. We'll see what we can learn from him. And he knows what kind of podcast this is, and he says he's more than happy to be vulnerable. So I think he'll be a great interview. And once again, he'll be a dude that I don't even know. His name's Colby. I don't even know his last name. But... Anyway, that will that will be good. So um, I think I got some base hits. Uh, that's my daily report, and we'll see you tomorrow.